Welcome to North Beats Podcast. This is Corey Luna, and today I will be speaking with Alice Nose Karate. Keiko, thank you so much for doing North Beats Podcast with me. Tell me who you are and your band name. All right. Hi, I'm Keiko Takamura, and uh, my band name, my project name is Alice Nose Karate. And tell me, Keiko, how did Alice Nose Karate come about? So, um, it was around, um, uh, it was 2018 when Alice Knows Karate got started. So, uh, I got, I kind of got my start. Well, I kind of cut my teeth in chiptune with Crash Faster. And that was, um, we were really, really, uh, active around 2012, 2014. And then, um, after that, we all kind of, I think I think things started to slow down and um you know the band wasn't as active anymore so um I I got you know life happens and um I got a job um out of the city in um South Bay in Santa Clara and I really only had time to uh, wake up in the morning do a full face of makeup because that was my one uh, uh, creative outlet for the day. Uh, go to work, uh, and then go go to Whole Foods, eat a Whole Foods hot bar for dinner. Go home, watch an episode of Great British Bake Off. Go to sleep. Do the whole thing over again. Um, and uh, and it was kind of getting to me. It was getting. It was kind of kind of grating on me the fact that um, I really didn't have um, the artistic outlet, the creative outlet that I used to. And, you know, around, around 2018, I was like, you know what? I think I still have something left to say. I think I can, I think I can do this again. So I wrote a bunch of songs and I got them recorded and I, um, collaborated with some freaking phenomenal producers and I got really lucky um finding them and then I I launched a Kickstarter and um to to my surprise a bunch of my friends and family were really really happy to see me um you know put myself out there again and make stuff and and um, it was a successful Kickstarter. It was my first and only ever Kickstarter because it was a really big undertaking. Um, but it was successful, and that's how I funded my first DP. Wow, that's a fan. That, and so, and then that was twenty eighteen when you got your first EP together. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really cool. Now, and, and so I got to see you. I got to learn about Alice Knows Karate. When I went to see uh, Mega Rand and MC Frontalot on September 5th back at DNA Lounge in San Francisco. And you had opened the band. And it was my first experience uh, seeing you live and really getting to know your music. And before the show had, had uh, happened, the day before, I did some research on 
on Alice Knows Karate on the on your Bandcamp page. Listened to some tracks. Really enjoyed what I heard. And even on the Dean A Lounge website, it had a link to the video for "She's Got Legs, You Idiot," and I fell in love with it. You know, the animation was great. The and the audio quality, the lyrics, beautiful. I really enjoyed that track, and that's what really got me really hyped to realize that this show was going to be something real special. Uh, my girlfriend came out with me. I was I had already uh, reached out to. Uh, Steve Albertson, who manages MC Frontalot and Megaran, to get permission to uh, do a photojournalism piece on the show. So I got to include you in on the show as well, and I'm really happy that I did. And it was just an absolute delight to to see your live show. Yeah, I'm really, really happy to hear that. The, to be honest, um, Allison's karate live shows are very rare. So I'm really glad you got to come out and see. It was spectacular. You had that breakdown, what was going on. You had a drummer, a puppeteer, and a visual artist all have, you know, participating in producing this live show. Tell me about the elements. That's correct. So I have uh, my drummer Joey. He, uh, I, 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 uh, I got to know him through um, Curious Quail. He drummed for a band called Curious Quail, who's also uh, chip tune. And um, and then I have uh, the puppeteer uh, Erica slash Eddie. They, uh, um, they, they, they interviewed me for another podcast uh, for BFF.FM one time, and um, we've been. Instagram friends ever since. And I saw them, uh, I saw them on Instagram, uh, with their puppet, just like lip syncing along to their favorite songs. And I thought that was so cute. So, um, had to get, had to get them on, on board. And then, um, the, the, the mainstay, one of the mainstays for Allison's karate shows is my visualist, Gabe Roland. He, uh, goes by Damon Core. Um, he's also the visualist for Crash Faster and umpteen other people. Just whoever wants visuals, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I'm your guy." So, uh, cause cause he's so good at it, and he's so fast, and he just like knows what he wants to see, and he's just like a super obsessed with all of the little bits and bobs and knobs and and everything like that. So he just loves doing it. Um, so I love having him and. Yeah, it's 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 just my Allison's karate is like if we had like a, a a tagline, it would be make art with friends. Make art with friends. Make okay, art with friends. That's going in the podcast description right now. Yeah, beautiful. That's that's a that's a quote from you. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend loved the show. It was fantastic. And uh, tell me, what was the 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 cover song that you opened with? Yeah, that was uh, your woman, and it was like a a big mega hit for like two seconds in the '90s. Like if you blink, you miss it. But like for like a summer in the '90s, um, it was it was everywhere. Like I couldn't, um, I couldn't go anywhere. My mom, my mom would um, drive me around, and every time we get in the car, like your woman was playing. So. I have I a funny story. I have a funny story about your woman. You want to hear it? It's a little macabre, but okay. So, uh, so after my grandma's funeral, my whole family's in the car, right? 
<laughs> Great so, opener. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my is my husband, my me, me, and my husband and my me, my husband, me, um, my mom, and my brother and sister. We're all in the car. We're all down because we just got back from grandma's funeral, and uh, your woman comes on on the radio, and I'm like, I'm thinking, uh, cool, it's your woman. And then, and then I just kind of like have this sense and then I turn around to see everybody else in the car, just kind of like nodding their heads along to your woman. Wow. <laughs> like everybody in the car is getting down to your woman after grandma's funeral. <laughs> it's just like, uh, <laughs> so like this, wow. the, the song has a special place in my heart. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. That's so cool. And you did a fantastic cover of that song. You made it your own. That's yeah. That... Yeah. I, I, I love the song anyway, but I thought it would be really, really cool. Like what if we could do like a version of it that sounded like if Alexa was a jealous lover. Great concept. <laughs> and we actually have a, there's a, there's a music video for it on, on my YouTube that has like an Alexa echo dot spinning around and like a, and like a cyborg woman and, yeah, it's 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 good stuff. That's so cool. Now, Keiko, you play uh, you play and are also inspired by video games. Tell me about some of the video games that inspired you to create music. Well, number one has got to be Mario Paint because Mario Paint is my first DAW. I'd be sitting there for hours, uh, like making the Pokemon theme song or whatever the Sailor Moon theme song. Um, and after that is. Uh, Definitely Parappa the Rapper, because that was the first music game, pretty much. Um, that's, uh, that's a special place in my heart, too, Parappa the Rapper. And then, um, and then of course, Alice Madness Returns. I have a whole, I have a whole song about Alice Madness Returns. Um, American Mickey's version of Alice in the Wonderland just, just, just sparked my imagination. And um, I love the, the, whole, the whole series. I have all the art books. Um, Let's see. Yeah. That was a dark Hearts. video game. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, uh, at the at the time when, you know, when the first I have the first um, American McGee's Alice son, you know, the, the PC game. Um, and at the time, like a dark, a dark fairy tale was like, whoa. So I thought was, that was really, really cool. It was still a new concept when, the, when it was when it was new. Yeah, she, yeah. Now it's now it's n not as uh, amazing of a concept, but I I still I mean like I'm a mall goth through and through, so so sue me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And uh, sorry, I did, I interrupted your your train of thought there. You had you were going on to uh, another another video game, possibly. Oh, um. Probably I would just give a shout out to Kingdom Hearts just because the music was so good. And I was like, for, for, for a little bit, I was considering walking down the aisle to, to Dearly Beloved, but. <laughs> That'd be, that would have been cool. Yeah. We, 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 uh, we had a bunch of fallout music though. So, um, the, the nerd, the nerd, uh, the nerd music was represented in, at our wedding. We actually had the maid from, from Oakland. Do you know the maid? The museum? Yes. Uh, yes. Art and Digital Entertainment. They're a video game museum based out of Oakland. We had them come and um, 
and and have like a little gaming area at uh, at our wedding. So that wow. was fun. All the kids loved it. That's so cool. Yeah, you got to get them. You got to get them young. You got to show them the classics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, a themed wedding, always, always memorable. Yeah. That's so cool. No, I love that. I, I would a steampunk themed wedding like 10 years ago. Ooh. That was fun. That was so cool. Like uh, there was a guy who um, unfortunately passed away recently who was there that um, was a big into robotics and was part of the uh, uh, the battle bots uh, uh, people. Hell yeah. And yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, I, this shirt is from battle bots. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a, a themed wedding. Always good. Always, you know, deep nerds love you know that it, it makes so much more sense and so much more fun yeah um, i think that's really great and so yeah those are those are my 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 favorite video games musically i think off the top of my head <laughs> and tell me how did you get involved with working with mega ram well because uh i i was in crash faster i i still am technically we're we're still doing stuff but it's just it's just few and far between um, but like Crash Faster and, and, and Megaran shared the stage a bunch of times. So, um, so yeah. Wow. Okay. So you guys actually had played many shows together over the years. Oh yeah. Wow. Uh, Megaran and I did the cheap, cheap cooking, the, the cooking chicken song on, on stage like a bunch of times. Yeah. That's He's so a cool, cool dude. I've, uh, I, I got to like the, Back on September 5th was the first time I really got a chance to, you know, have a little bit of a conversation with him. And I had gotten to read his his book, um, uh, Dream Master. Yeah. Uh, when that uh, recently, I read that earlier this year, and it was emotional, but also a great story and uplifting of, you know, you can achieve your dreams kind of book. And it was really fun. I'm really glad he he uh, he put that work out there. And he's so I, inspiring. I, I talked to him about his book at the show, and he said that the audiobook version has an extra chapter that, that he added after the book was published. So what? I haven't I haven't listened to it yet, but I I really need to because I want to hear that last chapter. That sounds love, so cool. Love love Megaran. What 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 I love too is that he's always he just stays winning like. Like, what is his life? He he has a song on the Clerks 3 soundtrack. Like, who does that? <laughs> Megaran, <laughs> obviously. His yeah. his new his new his new album is 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 uh is in the running for a Grammy. Like uh, he's what? just amazing. He's amazing. So I love it. Yeah. Buddy's I, Magic Toy Box is his yeah. new album. Wow. Uh it's like the most wholesome rap album I've mm -hmm. ever heard. It's so cool. It's like he, he wrote songs for his kid. Mm -hmm. And it's so good. Like everybody can listen to it and enjoy it. There's something for everybody on that album. It's so it, wonderful. It's It's got to be a classic. It's got to be an instant classic. And like a, a generation is going to be raised on this album. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mega so Rass, stay winning. That's why we love you. <laughs> Dr. Forrest, 
What random fact do you have for us today? Well, let me tell you a little bit about the most overrated group of plants out there, and those are orchids. Orchids, ecologically, are completely worthless. And by that, I mean that if, say, tomorrow, all orchids were to vanish from the planet, we would lose some very beautiful flowers, no doubt, but ecologically, it would really have very minimal impact. Aside from, say, a bunch of euglossine bees in the tropics losing the source of perfumes that they use to get dates. Orchids are also very interesting in that they're parasitic at birth. When a orchid seed is dispersed, it has basically no stored nutrients. Most plants give their you know, seeds, which contain their babies, nutrients to help the plant get, you know, the new plant get started. Well, orchids don't do that. Their seeds have basically nothing, but they're, they make thousands and thousands and thousands of them. And those seeds have a, you know, little coating on them that is very lightweight, catches the breeze very easily. And what'll happen is the seed will land on something and it might get, you know, infected with a fungus. Now, these fungi normally would, you know, attack the seed, potentially. But what happens is the orchid seed plays a Uno reverse card and starts feeding on the fungus. And then as it grows, and eventually it can photosynthesize on its own, it, you know, is no longer needs the fungus. So orchids, besides being ecologically unimportant, are also parasites at birth. Now, some orchids take this parasitic thing to another level in that they never gain the ability to photosynthesize. And some of these are fully parasitic. They will just sort of steal stuff from other plants through their fungus. Others are what are called mycoheterotrophs, meaning that they feed on the fungus, but they're not stealing stuff from other plants. And if you've ever been in, you know, the California coast ranges or the Sierra Nevada, you may have seen plants that are parasitic. And they'll be like this bright red or ghostly white color because they don't have a, any ability to photosynthesize. So some orchids take the parasitic route to another level in that they actually don't even make their own food. They have to steal it. And then finally, a lot of orchids, the way that they get pollinated is they trick their pollinators. One of the most well-known forms of tricking a pollinator is the bee orchids. And what these orchids do is the flower looks like a female bee. And the male bees when, that emerge before the females, because these are not colonial bees like the honeybees, these are solitary bees. 
they will try to mate with the flower. And while they're doing that, the orchid will stick what are called pollenia, which are these little packages that contain the pollen, onto the bee. Then the bee flies to another orchid, tries to get lucky again, and the plant pulls the pollenia off of them. So orchids are liars and thieves. Tell me about uh, a little bit more about uh, Crash Faster. What was your involvement with that? Yeah, Crash Faster. I started. I started singing with them around uh, 2012. Crash Faster is uh, uh, fronted by Morgan Tucker. That's so. It was him at first. Just it was just Morgan, and he was doing stuff with uh, a modded Game Boy. I think he had a modded um, NES in there. He has this giant rig just full of all sorts of electronics. Like it's like, yeah, like someone looted a, a Best Buy or, or like a fries um, and <laughs> just <laughs> cobbled something to get. I don't know what all is in there. It's nuts. Um, and uh, and he had a singer and then um, sh she like, di I guess, uh, dropped out or something. And he's like, uh, the, today, I, I went to a show. I went to his show and, and he was like. So today's uh, uh, show is is uh, is the singer's last show. Everybody say thank you, and I'm like, oh, oh, and I cornered him after the show, and I'm like, hey, I heard uh, you might be in need of a singer, and he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so like, we exchanged information, and it was wow. just so funny because I just like I literally I. I got him in a corner. I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Nice. Now tell me about your your singing background. Singing. So like I, I've been like singing and writing, writing songs ever, ever since ever. But like uh, I've never really uh, been too terribly serious about the craft of singing. And maybe I should. But like I just like singing, you know, like I'm not. I'm not the best singer, but I love singing. I'm Filipino. We do karaoke. I love singing. Um, <laughs> so um, really, the the what what I love about um, music is is the songwriting and it's the 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 process of of crafting a really good song and just having it come all together. And or or like it's like pr a problem problem solving like this is what I want to convey how do I how do I tell this story you know what you know what 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 key what you know mood what BPM what you know what genre I I notoriously am unable to stick to a single genre like you could say I'm chiptune and that that's only like part of it because like if you listen to back of the house or same fucking person or even she's got legs you idiot is she's got legs you idiot chip too that some people will say different things so um i love just songwriting and telling telling my story in my own words because that's what this project is about i need i need to have this creative sandbox in order to 
um, process my emotions because I've trained myself for so many years to not feel anything. I need to, <laughs> I need to, to figure it out again. So. I hear you. Something I really enjoyed when I was researching uh, your music uh, for back in before the show on September 5th, I was something that caught my eye on your Bandcamp page where it says high fantasy. And it's uh, you wrote alt pop born of chiptune, East Side, San Jose, but make it high fantasy. <laughs> pop culture as folklore. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah, so um, my first EP is called Fable Wave, right? And that's it was kind of a joke. Uh, it was because I saw this meme of like uh, fake fake music genres, and it's like sleepcore, uh, <laughs> you know, wizard wave. Uh, I'm like, oh, well, what if what if I make Fable Wave? I'm like, oh, that sounds that sounds kind of cool though, because because like I'm. I was writing the three uh, the three songs from my first EP. I was writing um, songs kind of based off fairy tales. So the first one was "The Path to Red Riding Hood." Second one, "Alice, What Have You Done?" Um, Alice, um, Alice in Wonderland. Third is "She's Got Legs, You Idiot," which is about the Little Mermaid. So I wanted to write, you know, songs that had kind of like this spoonful of sugar of. Yeah, a fairy tale. Everybody knows these stories. Everybody knows these fairy tales. So once you kind of like what I can get kind of get my foot in the door and be like, hey, fairy tales, then I can kind of hit you with the the realness of what it is I'm trying to say. I'm trying to tell you my story. And it's if you can empathize with these characters from these fairy tales that you know very 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 well maybe you can empathize with me and that's kind of my my idea of what fable wave is so pop culture is folklore like i so i'm just kind of like toying with this idea of you you know how like we we all know these these stories right but then the you know we we all kind of like grow up in these 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 cohorts of of pop culture where like everybody knows you know the same x amount of songs nursery rhymes um uh movies if i say luke i am your father like you you know what i'm referencing like um that's impossible <laughs> uh there you go and then uh um, <laughs> So, like, I have one song on Fable Deluxe, uh, Martha Wayne, and it's like everybody knows Batman. Everyone knows his origin story. Mm. So if I'm writing a love song from the viewpoint of Martha Wayne, you know, you know, it's kind of mm. there's there's some kind of sadness to it. And you you probably don't know why. Or you do, or you do know why exactly? <laughs> yeah, great point. Fantastic, great, great idea. Really, because yeah. like as you're, you know, I I started thinking as you were talking about, uh, create, you know, creating your own genres and like you know the as as you mentioned, 
I started re- remembering like back a little over 20 years ago when uh, Mindless Self-Indulgence came out and they, you know, they were very much their own thing. There's no yeah. one else that ever has ever mm-hmm. sounded like that before. Mm-hmm. And they, they came up with their own genre. Mm-hmm. Like I think they call themselves Industrial Jungle Pussy Punk. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But that was out. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it was it was great, you know. I, I enjoyed what they what they did, and and then you brought in you know some other elements of like these are folk stories that people know. And I thought I started thinking about you know some of the uh, stories of um of uh of Hellboy the comic book, and also some of the novels that have been produced since then. Not so much the movies, but if you look into the books and the comics, what basically it's this character that's going from um fable to fable to fable from different cultures and he is a detective going you know going into the stories of other cultures and that also kind of to me it kind of resonate resonates with with uh, what you brought with what you had mentioned with everyone knows batman's origin story and it's become a fable uh, mm-hmm. of of modern culture yeah great ideas thank you thank you but yeah that's that's kind of what i i want to explore my music a little bit um just as a as a way to kind of like get you get you familiar enough to be like ah then maybe i can empathize with with keiko a little bit here (laughs) wow very relatable i think it makes a lot of sense thank you Keiko, uh, thank you again for popping up back on and doing this again with me so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> this, was really, this was really fun. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, I'm, I hear you're going to be doing another show December 16th in Sacramento. That is correct with uh, Loser and Got Item. It's uh, for the Sad Gamers Expo. Excellent. See you there. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. I'm going to be there. I'll bring my camera. Heck yeah. <laughs> Hey, thank you again for doing North Beast Podcast. You have a good evening. Thank you so much for having me.